This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. song man. welcome back ladies and gentlemen to episode 191 of this week in culture i'm your host and wood aka trinidad and aka one half of the culture and i got my brother with me jay what up though what up though it's your man jay johnson the other half of the culture the other half of everything what's popping and this week we bring to you the season five episode two review of insecure been seeing uh, some interesting commentary on the internets about this episode. Actually, about the first two, man. Um, before we get into it, man, shout out to all the listeners, all the supporters, everybody who rocking with the show, uh, everybody who rocking with the podcast. We appreciate y'all. Keep hitting us up. Follow us on This Week in Culture at Everything. Shout out to Issa and uh, Yvonne. Shout out to Issa and Yvonne. Yo, um, super shout out to everybody who hit me up. Nigga, I got hit... From a lot of people who I didn't even know listened to our pod last week. Like, yo, that conversation y'all had on Insecure blew me away, nigga. I heard a, I heard a couple of those, I, too. I, I, was, I, was, I was surprised. You know how we walk out the studio sometimes. I just go by my regular life. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Like, Bro, uh, and, like, I, I know when we have, like, one of them episodes, but I still leave here and it's like, all right, nigga, back to business. I usually go and watch the second half of Monday Night Football and chill out, nigga. Like, I don't be thinking about it. But um, I re-listened to last week's episode, dog, and we was spitting fire, bro. Uh, few people hit me. One of the homies hit me. Shout out to him. Uh, he said, yo, y'all was really speaking for the introverts when we was having that conversation about yeah. just not being influenced by what the internet or where the internet says you should be in life and where the internet says you should be in your career. Um, and, and just sort of, you know, going at your own pace, continuing to press forward and, and just doing this shit the way you want to do it, man. And not letting the internet just tell you you're not doing enough, man. And, uh, had a, I, I really got a few like personal, I'm not going to get into all of them, dog, but people was hitting me up like, yo, y'all boys was spitting that crack. So shout out to y'all, man. It, man. Uh, check out last week's episode if you did not. Huh, episode two, Insecure, man. How you feeling about it, bro? Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I mean, there were some things that I thought it was 
So I got to look at it two different ways. Yeah. Um, I think it was a great episode for podcast content. Yep. Because there was a lot of there's a lot of different places that we can have different conversations. Facts, on. which is what we do. Yeah. Um, as just a fan of the show, um, because I like this show so much and I know that it's ending. Um, I'm looking for finality and closure in different places. And I, most of the time, Insecure kind of slowly ramps up. Um, and I don't need to, to slowly ramp up. Yeah. Um, I need, I don't want you to change the, the sauce of the show. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? facts. If y'all not about to, you just don't be bang, 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 bang off the top. But like, um, so the fan in me, like, I want to know what happened on, on this. I want to know what happened on that. Yeah. Um, y'all jump a, t- a year and ahead, like, yo, a baby only take nine months to get here. I, I wonder. I, <laughs> so, I agree. Um, I, again, for content, for us to discuss, which with Insecure, I think we do. The only other show I think that even rivals the content that we get out of these uh conversations about the show was uh lovecraft lovecraft we got into a, a different type of bag but other than that insecure is top notch for us delivering content and for content purposes it's a great episode for me just sitting at home watching the show it was okay it was straight it wasn't bad um there were some things that i'm not a fan of the time jump I'm never usually a fan of the time jump, um, specifically mid-season. Like, coming back, if last week would have started out uh, one year later, yeah, I'd have been, okay. I'd, I'd been, I'd have been fine with that. Well, last week, it didn't tell us when the time Yeah, was. we had no clue how much further along things had gone. We knew it had been a little bit because it seemed like Issa was doing well. She was starting to reap the benefits of having a successful blog party. Um, but we didn't get a, a real timeline last week. Whatever the timeline that we got last week, we just jumped ahead on episode two, right at the beginning. Like it kind of showed us Issa turning off her alarm clock. It gave us a glimpse of her calendar and then bam, one year later. So that was kind of jarring as a, again, just as a viewer. Cause it was like, all right, well it's some shit I want to know what's, what's happening with. And I always ask this question. Did you see the preview for next week I did. on this? So next week's episode looks like it's primarily about Lawrence being in San Francisco. Okay. I don't know if it's going to still be a year later. Yeah, it could go back. Or if we're going back a year. I have no clue what the timeline is going to be. Yeah. But it showed him in San Francisco on a date with a young lady. Look like I saw people talking about that on the um on the post. Like should he be dating? No. <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh, in the uh in the thread. Yeah, in got the thread, you, got like, you. Yo, this nigga always keep one. Yeah. But I, for some reason, like on the HBO app, HBO Plus, Max, whatever yeah. the fuck that shit called in. Yo, run the fucking preview after the show, my nigga. So I be forgetting to go back and look on YouTube for it or whatever, because yeah. I don't have the actual HBO channel. Got you. So just got Max. Yeah. So on Max, I think you gotta go all the way through. I could be wrong. You either got to go all the way through the credits and it'll show, or you got to go all the way through the the wind down mm. and it'll show. It's one of the two, but either way, it comes up at the end because um, I watched it on HBO Max too. But that said, the episode itself, it was straight, man. Uh, I wasn't a, a huge fan of the time jump. I didn't hate it. I just didn't need it. I mean, it's not the first time jump we've seen on the show. Yeah, no, it's not. And um, I again, for me, I just didn't need it. It was a lot 
within that time that I would have liked to see play out. Um, but again, didn't hate it. I think the other thing that I kind of, I, I hesitate to say had an issue because it ain't like it made me hate the episode and no shit like that. But I have this problem with shows in general. Power was good for this and not comparing uh, Insecure to Power at all as far as quality goes. But final season, now ain't really the time y'all need to be introducing like new characters to me right now. That's a fact. Like I, I'm good with my with the usual bunch. Like the gang was all here last week, and then we bringing in Kofi, whatever dog name. And shout out to him. Like he ain't. I wasn't mad at it. It was just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And like Issa apparently is working at a job, but also like still using the block as like the conduit to her. I, it was just, I would have liked to see all of that. Um, in that one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I would have preferred to see that transition of her integrating the block into this other company that she works at, as opposed to seeing them introduce a new character and bring on this fashion show in this event. Like it came out of nowhere. Like, it, it felt very like random you went from block party, um, trying to get the community together to doing a fashion to show. putting on a, a apparently high fashion show. And like, it's um, like, it's, it seems as if you were in promotional yeah, marketing and stuff like yeah. that. And like, eh. and it was like, yo, introduce me to this company. Like introduce me to these bosses who you got, who you trying to like convince to let you do, Fuck the bosses! Like, when did you get into this type of market? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I, I just like some some Andrew shit, fam. This very much job. so. Um, and it it also was like, yo, I they had shout out to Kirby, shout out to Pierre Moss. They had a, a a high a black brand that's high fashion be a part of the show. Pierre Moss actually put together or Kirby actually put together the whole, these was his like pieces in real life, but they did all this for the Crenshaw character. It was just like, show me some of this dog. It, it just felt a bit rushed um, to get to this stage. Hell, I wouldn't have minded if they jumped a year and then they showed us more of her trying to work on Nate's one year barbershop anniversary. Like that would have felt a little more, I would have cared more. Yeah. I didn't care as much about the Chris and Sean situation because we just met this character, dog. And it seemed like, again, final season, 10 episodes, let's not – I don't like anything that feels like it could be a time waster, dog. But, again, not that any of that shit was bad. So let's start at the beginning. We jumped a year right from the top. Right at the top of the episode, we jumped a year forward. Um, Molly got a haircut. <laughs> I like Molly's haircut. Let me throw that out there right at the top. Nothing I'm about to say is about Molly's haircut specifically. Cutting your hair ain't going to get that nigga back. Cutting your hair will not get a nigga back like that. It just won't. <laughs> like, I need... And, yo, if you want to cut your what? hair, God bless you. But, but guess what? I'm also not a woman. So, I know that means something to y'all. Y'all going through a transformation and all that. Yeah. I'm not saying that, like, well, in a way. But... They when you go through stuff, they be wanting to. Sometimes people yeah, want to hold you want to do some shit. I'm not mad at getting a new look and one again, like you said, it's a transformation. If you want to transform your whole shit, transform your whole shit. But my issue with women when they cut their hair off, <laughs> you can't start a sentence. No, 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 because this no, no. I've had these issues for a long time. Real talk. When women cut their hair for whatever reason, whether it's man shit, job shit, life shit, whatever you feel like cutting your hair off for. Keep them haircuts up, buddy. 
stop because I think women underestimate that niggas get their hair cut every week, bro. Every week. Every week. This is not, you can't get that cut in one week and then the other three out the month, you just letting that shit grow in and now your shit look like pops off BMF. Don't do that. <laughs> like, no, nigga, you are not Russell Hornsby. <laughs> Don't look like him. That's not who you should aspire to you be. You ain't Derrick Rose. Like, come on, dog. You ain't Russell Hornsby. Like, come on, man. But, um, no, Molly cut her hair. She looked like she on, like, a spiritual journey right now. Um, She looked like all the... Yes. <laughs> but like when we see her with the haircut, she meditating in the crib. She got her little peaceful Zen shit happening. It looked like Molly trying to like really transition life. Cause Molly, let's talk about Molly for a minute. Beautiful, successful in her career, smart, can't keep a man for shit. Had my man Andrew, nigga worshipped her, loved her, did everything she wanted to do. It wore him out. Yo, that little montage that she went through in her brain. <sighs> Molly was a motherfucker, wasn't she? Like, yo. Like. She still don't deserve dog that worked at Enterprise. I want to keep throwing that out there, man. That's the dude who was. Who got his dick sucked by the dude one time. Yeah. No, no, no. But here was my thing. If that bothered you and you ain't want to kick it with him, that was fine. She went back to the nigga twice after that. Like, she was doing that nigga dirty, dog. Jared deserved better. That nigga was like, look, fam, I got my dick sucked by a dude. I ain't like it. I realized I for sure wasn't gay. Granted, me, and I don't need that to happen to realize that that's not for me. Yeah, that's why. But if that's what it took for Jared, that's what it took. But what fucked me up in the moment, he was just trying to relate to her. She was like, yeah, I got down with my roommate. And that nigga was like, yeah, I fucked my man too. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Let's go back to the yeah. episode. I was really uncomfortable. <laughs> Yo, what was going on with Molly and, and Issa in the bedroom? Like, that was just weird. So, it seemed like in the year, this was another issue that I had with the time jumping. And it's not about the jump. It's about the shit we missed in the jump. We just spent two years of watching them crumble as far as their friendship goes. We spent last week's premiere watching them try to really rebuild it. Like, it seemed like it was in a better space. But like, still an uncomfortable space. I guess what they, they that moment I said last week is the moment they that was the we back we back okay. Yeah. I just want to move forward. Yeah. I'm moving forward with Molly. I'm moving forward without uh without Lawrence. I yeah. guess that was the moment that they used. And it seemed like in this last year that we jumped, their friendship is back to what it needs to be. They Issa was sending Molly a text when she was at her work uh meeting, like, yo. Or Molly sent Issa the text like, yo, you want to get pasta tonight? Watch a movie? Woo, woo, woo. They seem like they're damn near dating. All right, cool. Molly go over to Issa crib. They watching the movie. Molly falling asleep. Issa like, uh, bitch, you falling asleep on me? Like, let's just go to bed. Hey, you know, you and they know went how... to fucking bed like gone ass couple. Yeah, that's that's wild. And she like, can I stay over here tonight or some shit? I forgot she said it. But why like... don't nobody sleep on Issa couch? Why everybody just know they can get in her bed? <laughs> she bought Molly a new pillow. That wasn't even on the bed. Like, she pulled the pillow out. Yeah, where Daniel at? <laughs> I'm bringing up Daniel later when we get to Nate. Okay. Because um, I need to know why she's doing my nigga Nate like Daniel. Nate is light-skinned mm, Daniel right now. Mm, he is getting dead dirty, and he don't even know it. Um, You ever be watching a movie like, and be dead tired, but you act like you're not asleep, but you really sleep? Yeah. Like, oh, nigga, that's as funny as it. I have no idea what me watching monogamy on all black that I just mentioned on the last pod. That was me trying to get through. So it was three seasons, six episodes each day, a half hour. 
But last night, after watching Insecure and uh, BMF and all that, yeah. by the time I turned back on the final few episodes of season three of Monogamy, dog, I was sleepy as hell. And Shorty was like, oh, my God, did you see that? I was like, yeah, no, nah, that bitch is dead. <laughs> <laughs> the bitch wasn't dead. She was alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> It'd be so, uh, like, I don't know why it's like, like, it's a sin to fall asleep. You, you be trying to front like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asleep. Like you sleep. in the black community, to fall asleep first is a sin. <laughs> Who started this? Though? I don't know, but I, I, it's worse than snitching. <laughs> like whoever started it is a stone cold killer. I'm up. Like, I'm up. I'm up. Like bro, and then you get an attitude when niggas is like, "Yo, why don't you just, just go, go to bed, bed. bro? I'm <laughs> not fucking sleep, bro." <laughs> Like damn, nigga. And it's uh, like this is yes, this is uh, this is exactly the funniest it. shit in a in a black sleepover is when you fuck with the nigga who fell asleep. That's like our shit. We waiting on the nigga to doze off. Yeah, don't do that to me, though. Fam, well, I'm too old to be at a sleepover. Wait, <laughs> facts. If me if me and all the homies is together and I fall asleep first, like just leave me alone. Somebody's dying. Okay. <laughs> clearly something's wrong with this night, <laughs> nigga. Just leave me alone. But Molly and Issa had their girl sleepover. Issa bought Molly a pillow. Yo, Issa put her fingers on her Molly's lips, and I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I didn't know where the scene was going. So I'm going to say this as respectfully as I can say it. Girls can get away with a lot of such shit. And that's just all I'm going to say about it. Dog. No, that's they, not one of them. No, no, no. No, they can. Fam, she bought her a pillow. You would never in your life buy your man's a pillow like, yeah, man, I just wanted you to be more comfortable when you slept over, man. Here go your pillow. I can see women doing that. I I, I don't see, can't see her. laying in the bed, <laughs> face to face, breathing <laughs> on each other and putting your finger on that Fam. one with lips. Fam, she was one step from tying Molly Durag on her. Look, I was like, yo, what's about to happen? Like, I literally thought they were about to kiss. And it, so, again... I don't even think this scene would have felt that awkward to you if we had not jumped a year in a friendship. They have been so cold toward each other. Because I'm like, what What happened in this year? This was, no, but. Are y'all, is it date night? Real talk. This was just a level of, of intimate friendship that we haven't seen from them since season two. <laughs> so it was like, I'm not really certain how we got to this point where now all of a sudden y'all backpack. And I just, I, me, and I would have liked to have seen some of that. But that's just me. So we learn a little bit more about what's been going on with Issa. Like I mentioned uh, earlier in the pod, she is working at a company called like NBF or NBW, some shit like that. She's working at a new company. It seems like she's involved a lot in marketing and event type promotion. Um, But she still has it all like under the block. So she has a presentation coming up for a new artist or I'm sorry, a new designer that she's working with named Crenshawn. I thought they said his name a little too much in the episode. Like we got the pun. Uh, we got like, it. Please. Stop it was funny. Name. But um, um, I know I got a, one of my homegirls named Krishan. I got a homie named Krishan. And uh, it's my man fiance. Shout out to them. He from here. Yeah. Where she stay? <laughs> West Yeah It could be the same person With a K though Yeah Got kids One No nah, two. Oh, Okay Alright Alright We <laughs> off it We off it Had to get Hey Detroit shit You gotta get down through there Nigga <laughs> Checklist <laughs> Um But no We uh We Saw Issa go talk to Nate And then She was talking to him about 
you remember at the end of last season, Nate bought the barbershop. Him and his other co-workers, they bought the shop. They having a one-year anniversary party coming up. She's working with them through the block. She's going to help them put together the event or whatever. So then she was like, yo, I'm hungry. Let's go get some food. Continue this conversation. Her and Nate get to the spot. Nate start asking her, like, yo, you ready for your presentation tomorrow? She like, yeah, I'm trying to get ready. Woo, woo, woo. They walking through that whole little thing. And then the restaurant they was in got mad intimate for no reason, nigga. They just turned the lights down, dog. Niggas and that bitch start kissing and shit. Like, dog. <laughs> like, what was it? This looked like a vegan spot, nigga. They it up, was. They had a carrot on the window. Yeah, like, yo, vegans is hungry and horny, nigga, because they went crazy for no reason, dog. <laughs> Let me think about the vegans. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that was wild. Um, but then it got a little awkward between Nate and Issa. I remember Royce was like, hi, Rihanna. And that was the greatest shit ever. Hi, vegans. <laughs> Bye, Rihanna. Bye, vegans. So Issa and, uh, and Nate, when the restaurant got a little intimate, they they peeped it. It got a little awkward, but then she tried to spin it. She was like, so what you getting into tonight? And it was like, oh, shit, I got some plans downtown. Yo. Man, that don't mean nothing, nigga. Hey, listen. Uh, hey, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> So Nate told her, yo, I got some plans downtown. She was like, uh, those type of plans? And she pointed out the little couple that was kissing over in the corner. And Nate just kind of did the awkward laugh. <laughs> he did the kawaii. Yo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nigga did the Jay Johnson shit. Never going to give you a straight answer. Like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, like, not. I just said I'll be downtown, just, which could have also been a euphemism. <laughs> I'm just, just smiling now. <laughs> Nate's like, I'm here all night, folks. Um, So then he was like, oh, what you got up? <laughs> pivot, pivot, Nate. Get up out of that. Excellent. I'll be commenting. Excellent move by Nate. <laughs> Excellent move by Nate. Saw the fake out coming and he reversed it. So it's been a year and they seem like they're just on some friendly shit. They haven't re-approached. Even though she's done with Lawrence now, they haven't gotten back on some dating shit. A year is a long time to decide, yeah, I absolutely don't want to fuck with this nigga. I just want to stay friends. Like, I feel like we're and we're in the process of seeing Nate become Daniel season three. You remember when Issa lived with Daniel? Mm-hmm. She ain't had nowhere else to go. Everybody hated her except Daniel, the nigga who she told you was a itch I needed to scratch. The nigga who came to rescue her when her car got towed, she crashed it looking at a dick pic from another nigga. That's crazy. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> and then when she was living with the nigga. Yeah, she starts sleeping in the bed with them, but they weren't doing nothing freaky. She just told the nigga, "I need to sleep in your bed because my damn neck hurt sleeping on the couch." Didn't she cry with that nigga too? No, nah, she ain't cry with him. What happened was one of them nights they were sleeping in the bed together. Daniel finally said "fucking" and went for it. Went for it. This was right when she had uh, accepted the job at the apartment, I so she was they, gonna move out. I think they had sex, and during sex, she started crying, and they stopped. No, no, no. He was eating her out. He was giving her some head. And then she stopped that nigga and just told him, like, this ain't right. It was like three minutes into the head, though. Real Mike Tyson case style. Like, <laughs> it happened for a while before you said stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike Tyson show coming up on Hulu, <laughs> starring Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Hey, yo, Issa. Issa, we love you, man. Like, no, we, but <laughs> we just ended out a part that was wild. Yeah, no, nah, Issa. We came back with it's all love. Shit. It's all love. <laughs> um, but no, man, so she had Daniel doing everything that a nigga you like would do, but she kept telling him every time he made a real advance, like trying to date her. Yeah, that's not fair. Or say, I like you. It was like, oh, no, I don't like you like that. that that's just not fair. But it's even wilder when, yo, we've been intimate. Your whole relationship with Lawrence ended because you had a moment with me. And fast forward to Nate, this episode, I'm seeing the beginnings of that. Like, she kind of, Issa is codependent. Board in a house dog. and I'm in a house board. Board she's, in a house and I'm in a house board. Fam, she's codependent, dog. Like, Issa needs attention at all times. She can't be by herself. She can't. And... And that's mean, when I say you can't be by yourself, not necessarily just like in a relationship. She actually can't be by herself. Yeah. I need my best friend there. I need my At all friends. times. Or if not, I got random. Oh, uh, yeah. taxi. Uh, what's the Crip nigga or the uh, blood nigga? Oh, uh, Thug Yoda. Thug Yoda. Yeah. Like, I, need, I, need, I just need to have I need somebody. a friend. At all times. But where it gets funky is when the friend you pulling in at all times for every little intimate thought or detail that you have in your life is a nigga who you dated and who liked you. And it only ended because he's bipolar and didn't know how to tell you that. So he just kind of ghosted you. Now, does she need a friend all the time? Because when she didn't have one, she got her shit together. True. When her Molly fell out, yeah. she actually got her shit together. Yeah, but she gained oh, she Condola. Yeah, she did have Nate. She had Condola. Yeah, Nate and Condola Always had her back during that time. And then when Nate went away, it was Condola to the rescue as the replacement. But then Molly started coming back a little bit. And then when Condola went away, I got Lawrence back. <laughs> like, she's replacing people in her life at all times, but she needs these spots filled. And if the spots aren't filled, how does she exist? Nigga, it's like, I don't know when Issa actually has her shit together because she always got somebody there with her. Do you have somebody in your life? Not you, Ed. Yeah. Uh, but do you have a spot that always need to be filled? That's a good question. You got to think about that. Bro, I, I think that for Issa, Issa's a creative, right? She she works in a creative environment. She's a, a right brain person. I don't think her motivation comes without having other people around her. Mainly, I mean, you look at her her closest friends, Molly, Kelly, Tiffany. These are all motherfuckers with their shit together. If I was, I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner. Yeah. If Issa was a man, she would be a beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like, nigga, you a beta. Like, yeah. people say beta. Yeah, like, and they misuse it. Yeah. yeah, but like some people, you know, I need the 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 um the opinion of others. I need, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm doing this for y'all. Y'all have to support me. I need the support of others. And yeah, the other person, like I'm gonna do this shit regardless. Yeah, with me, without me, I don't need y'all to say this shit. Great, I'm gonna yep. do it by itself. Yeah. Um, and there are there are different there are different personality types, and some people do need uh, some people need a catfish. Yeah. Like not the the actual definition of a catfish. Remember the movie when they had the catfish in there to keep the other fish sane, essentially, or whatever. Yeah. Um. 
Like that's what they actually need. Um, but some people do and some people don't. And and that's the wild part. Like for Issa, yo, Snigger Nate, you think back to their relationship. It was very short, but it was intense. It was it was natural. They had a really potentially deep relationship. And then it went south when the nigga went back to Houston. He had an episode and found out he was bipolar. He ghosted her. Then when he came back, took a season and a half for him to explain that to her and for her to finally have some like, okay, I understand. Like, I I get it. I hate that it happened. I wish you would have handled it differently, but I'm also not going to be a a ass and, you know, take your, your disorder and use that for my benefit. So then it's like they became friends. Cool. But now he the friend you calling over to have wine with after a big day at work, and you want the nigga try to dip, and you like, yo, why don't you spend the night? Like, come it's on, a, bro. It's a it's a thin line with your emotions, yeah, because it may have been all good in intentions initially, but you it's a certain level that you can't put yourself in. That's why when you say you in a relationship, you married, um, there are certain situations you don't put yourself in because who knows what can happen. So did you peep how Nate kind of handled that situation when she initially said, yo, why don't you just stay that over? Because he was like, when she was dozing off, same thing with Molly, right? She was dozing off. He called. She called Nate over. They drinking wine. She dozing off. He trying to talk about his day. It's another thing. Issa still being Issa. Yo, I called you over so I could tell you about my day and my work. Then when you get to your shit, now I'm sleepy. I'm about to doze off a little bit. But when Nate peeped it, he was like, all right, man, you dozing off. I'm going to get up out of here. We call this lift. She like, no, 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 I'm straight. He was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to call the lift. They about to be on the way. Then she was like, why don't you just stay tonight? So Nate, being Nate, hey, I still like you. I'm still attracted. Like stay tonight? Do you think, well, two questions. One, do you think a dude can be friends with somebody he dated before? Yes. Follow up on that. Do you think... If given the opportunity, that dude would jump right back. Depends. On maybe how it ended. Or just what type of situation he in right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of factors, but it it, 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 it got it's a bunch of DPs. Yeah, because I, I 100 percent think, <coughs> yo, just cause you kicked it with a girl don't mean y'all can't just be strictly friends. Like yeah. man, niggas be over it. You know what I'm saying? But Nate was par for the course, nigga. That nigga, she said, spend a night. My nigga said, all right. Okay, nigga, cool. I mean, the nigga instant kicked him. like, yeah. okay, let me see what's up. So they get in bed. They lay down. They face-to-face, her and Molly style. And then, nigga Nate like, so. Uh, and the nigga kissed her. And they got to kissing. And then Issa just bust out crying. <laughs> First of all, the scene was funny as fuck. But... What I love that Nate did, dog. You have been in a situation like that? No. That was wild. I've I've never seen no shit like that. She said, I'm crying in your mouth. <laughs> but what I love that the nigga Nate did in this scene, dog, and I thought it was fucking... Niggas might look at it like, oh, yeah, I did that too. But I, I think that it was a little bit deeper. Nate got the fuck up out of there. after, Like, she cried and fell asleep. Nate left. She woke up and that door slammed. Motherfucker, I'm not... I'm bipolar. I done went through this with you. I know I like you. You're conflicted about me, which is fine. I get how shit went with us when we first dated. It's not fair, though, man. It, it is unfair. It's not fair because, nigga, I will, you know I'm dating. 
Yeah. I'm went on a date the other night. Don't yeah. be fucking Don't play with me. me. When you know I'm I'm you know I'm in love with you. Yeah. Literally. And like the love portion, there's different levels, right? Facts. I may have loved you romantically before. Um, me personally, this is Jason speaking. I don't think when I think once you love someone, you always love them. Oh shit. Um, I don't think that shit ever goes away. Yeah. Now it may not be the same. Like I want to be with you. Yeah. But I got a lot of love for you. Yeah. That was very passionate at one point, and now because we're friends, like I still, I still love you. Not the the. He might love. It might be the intimate way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But because you respect the friendship, and I respect, like, no, I want you to be a part of my life. So yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'll be the friend you're asking me to be for sure. Because I'd rather be that than be nothing. Yeah. So. You ever been in a situation like that where you had to kind of put your romantic feelings aside just to be the homie? Yeah. But, like, it, it's not fair if then you take advantage of that and whenever you feel like um, you want to do something else. Yeah. And then you can go right back. Like, no, that's not that's not right to somebody. Yeah, I'm not. Issa is the red flags that anybody been. And I'm Issa the character, not. Issa Rae, but she is very much so that loneliness that we just talked about, that like codependency, that need to be around somebody at all times. I'll do that with your feelings at expense. Nigga, I, I don't care if you gotta fucking put your shit aside or or maybe go through some shit to be able to do this with me. I'm still gonna make you do this with me, nigga. I don't care. Like we your your shit is we can do it when it's your feelings. When it's mine, and eh, not so much. You know what I like about this show though? What's that? Cause all the flaws or the red flags that Issa has, it's so normal. Facts. You know Facts. what I mean? And it's so relatable. And that may be male or female, that may be you in any different time. And yeah. I think the reason that people relate with the show so much is because they see themselves, whether they want to admit it or not, in each character. In one of these characters or all of them. Yeah, and in all of them at different times. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's different themes that's in here. Yeah. And it's like, yo, have you been the person? Yeah. Who the other one is? Because for all intents and purposes, I may be doing that to somebody. Yeah. I could have been, did that to somebody. Like, yo, we did this, whatever, then we homies, and then I may want to change the shit, and then I go back like, yeah. it's not fair to somebody else. And I've I've for sure been Nate in that situation where it's like, damn, dog, it's clearly obvious that I like you, but yeah. it's also that much obvious that you don't want to go there with me to the point that even in the most go there situation, yeah, us spending the night laying in the same bed, we'd had sex before. We'd have been as intimate as you can get with a person sexually and non-sexually. Yeah. And then we have a moment like that. And you can't even go there with me. You bust out crying because your emotions is too all over the place to even comfortably do that with me. Yeah, I'm I'm, going to get the fuck out. Nate got the fuck out for his own mental health, dog. And I respected that, bro. And didn't say a word. Because you know I'm not 100%. No, I'm not. And, dog, even if I weren't technically bipolar, I still need to put my mental health in front of me and say, you know what? Let me. She didn't fell asleep. Cool. Let me go and get the fuck up out of yeah, here. I'm not gonna dip in the middle because that's gonna make. I'm your, I'm your friend. Yeah. I care about your emotional well-being. Yeah. I hope. I wish you would care about mine. Yeah. Because if you cared about mine, when I insisted on leaving, 
Cause you you would have right, insisted that I spent the night. You're doing the right thing. It's getting late. One of us falling asleep. I know we not on that type of level. Let me get up out of Let here. me leave. Let me get up out of here. Yo, why? And not the fake let me leave because I want you to tell me to stay. No, I let was calling the lift. Leave. I was calling it. I like, thought she about to say, I'm lift. <laughs> which would have been great. Yeah. Um, But him getting up out of there, no words, no, no, no. Hey, he ain't explaining shit. My nigga just left. I love that, dog. I, I thought it was subtle. But again, dog, men. I'm a notorious leaver. Uh, like with every <laughs> that sounds a lot worse than what I mean, but like even yeah. at like family events, anything, I'm not yeah. saying goodbye, I'm just leaving. And it, it is like, who do I really have to explain this to? <laughs> like, family event, yo, I'm gonna say about my parents. My parents know I leave family events, everybody else, I gotta be honest, I don't like to walk through goodbye, nigga. I'm I'm going to leave quietly because y'all niggas will talk me for another hour on the goodbyes. I'm out. People don't know how to say bye. Had Nate tried to say bye, he already did it earlier. People have peeped the game. And they were like, yo, Jay about to dip out. Yeah. And I was a, and they I see did, you inching toward the door yeah, and shit. And they were like, look at Jay trying to leave and shit. And then like, uh, then I still left. <laughs> but I waited till it was a, everybody was loud and slid the fuck out. Hey. Why not? I'm out. Why not? Like... I don't think I have no idea why I do that, by the way. But here's the thing, though. Who says that that's inappropriate? Like, nigga, it's not saying bye to whoever the event. But it, that might be a thing. Like, but nigga, I just want to leave again in this situation specifically. Nate don't owe no explanation. Fam, I wanted to leave an hour ago. Yeah. Two hours ago. I, I wanted to leave before we got here. You busted out crying for nothing. We never had to get here. Dog. Why was she crying? She said, what did she say when she was crying? She said something like, I don't know what I want to do or I don't. I think her crying was, I want to do this with you, but I don't want to do this with you. It's the Daniel shit. It's the you, same reason you'll let you, Daniel go down on you for a couple minutes and then have that like, light bulb go off. Oh, shit, I shouldn't be doing this. Do you think um, it's about Nate or is it about her life in general that she don't know what to do? I think it's about... Her life, let's let's keep it on the romantic sense of her life, right? Yeah, she just had a high at work. It, it, Did she, she? That was a high. The Them saying, yo, that shit went really great. I would love to hear more of your ideas. Because no. she thought it was a low. It was a low for her still because she, she feels she's still on the outside. Well, the boy ain't fucking with her. Well, it was a low in that sense that she didn't go with her fucking first mind and didn't fight. What and I, that nigga had to fight. What I think is, she don't know what she want to do. She has never known what she want to do romantically or professionally. But I think her busting out crying in this moment is specifically about, yo, fam, I still really, I don't know what the fuck in a year, I still don't know what just happened with Lawrence. Nigga. That shit was popping. It was cracking. We looked like we was back. All was well. And then in an instant, bam, nigga. I don't have enough context for this shit. Yeah. It's been a, a year jump. I don't know why you crying. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I asked you because I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no. It, it, and that's the thing. We are we all going to guess. But I feel like in this moment, it really did feel like. I haven't seen enough of interaction between Issa and Nate to be like. She oh, don't they, want that nigga. They, no, they so close. Mm. And like, because even when they was talking in the barbershop, they still was 
super duper platonic. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like And shit, when she was on the phone, uh when she got to Molly Crib and Molly was cooking dinner and she walked in Molly Crib on the phone, like talking to that nigga, like, yeah, Nate, don't trip. Like the week before an event is always stressful. Woo woo woo. Carpe that DM. Yeah. And she like, no, we just we just business and Yeah. Like I don't know enough. Maybe that they was trying to lay the, the groundworks for that shit, but like I guess and it's kind of difficult in like twenty one minutes or some shit. Yeah. But in the in the Nate end of it, it's been consistent. Nate like her. And right now he's just trying to have whatever type of relationship she'll allow after his fuck up of disappearing and not explaining why why he disappeared till it was too late. I feel like And I hate that that's even a fuck up. I feel like you punishing me for taking care of myself. Fam, these niggas sound like B. No, Nate is B. Mickey, nigga. B. Mickey is Nate. Like, yo, I feel like I'm being punished. You're putting, you're forcing me into the friend zone, and unwilling to explore the clear romantic feelings that we have for each other prior to that shit. Because you scared of what? Because I I didn't know how to express something that I've never felt before. Have you ever? So I feel like we talk on our pod a lot about, like, cancel culture, for instance, right? Yeah. And shit, even on the last pod we just did about BMF, we talked a little bit about death and, like, this generation or this era of people just being, like, too cool with death. So if we just kind of taking death and cancellation, kind of making it a, a little less we just so morbid, but cool just... We're white, writing people off and never dealing with them again. We're so final with every decision like every nothing has breathing room nothing you're not allowed to pivot you can't change your mind you can't have a mental health issue you can't take care of your family you can't like I I talked um back when I got sick earlier in the year I was in the hospital for two weeks I was at home on bed rest for another four and then I finally tested negative for COVID and nigga it was people during that time literally like yo why you ain't hit me Nigga, what was you going to do, first of all? But second of all, fam, I don't talk to you regularly. Look at the text before the text where you asked me why you ain't hit me. We don't talk regularly. Like, your sense of entitlement. And niggas was really, I had another couple homies who got sick really badly with COVID. Was in the hospital damn near a month. Niggas was on the Instagram, or I'm sorry, on Facebook, going off on them. Yo, why you ain't tell me? That's fucked up. My nigga, I'm dying. Pardon me for dying. But people will literally be like, <laughs> yo, pardon me for dying. Pardon not, me for dying. And dog. not thinking of you. Yeah. Like, yo, I couldn't breathe. Like, my bad. For 36 and a half years, I breathed. And then one morning I woke up and couldn't. Whole shit was fucked up. Pardon me, I ain't text you. But niggas was like really not friends beyond that because of it. Like, people was on some like, I'm not fucking with you no more. You fake. Because you ain't tell. And like, we just. That's ego. This generation is so comfortable with saying, you know what? Fuck them. It's over. Issa, you clearly have a great relationship with this man. So great that y'all are friends and y'all have the romantic shit. But your ego and your your fear of it not working out the way you want it to has you looking at him like, yeah, I ain't, I ain't even going to consider this nigga. And then when he kissed me, I'm going to bust out crying because. Man, that, 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 um, that life we have painted a picture of in our brains or our minds. Boy, that's the worst shit ever, dog. Bro, we obsessed with perfection, dog. Like, people cannot be imperfect in our lives. And the minute they are, we don't know nothing, no. They got to be done, nigga. Now, whatever category we had them in, however great we thought they were, now all that shit is for naught, nigga. You over here. Nate, you was 
the greatest nigga since Lawrence till you wasn't. Now you relegated to being my friend only, and if you want to do anything beyond that, nigga, sorry. I'm going to bust out crying and make it awkward, and you got to leave in the middle of the night. To get the lift, you was trying to get two hours ago, nigga. And the issue with Lawrence was, nigga, I was broken, depressed. <sighs> Once I wasn't broken, depressed no more, they had an issue. Yeah. Yo. Other than, you know. Shit. <laughs> 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 but even like the the most recent issue with Lauren. Yo, the girl I dated after we broke up, who you knew I was in a relationship with, I got her pregnant. And no, you don't have to stick around for that. But at the same time, you also don't have to leave, nigga. Like, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave, bro. Like, Maybe because we... Um, share so much information with others. Yeah. Now we worried about what other people are gonna think. I think you honestly, heard this bro, situation where it's like, um, I'm not mad that they cheated. I'm mad that everybody found out. Yeah. Why? Not could, well. Not why. But are you at, actually mad at the action, or are you just mad that people know and now you embarrassed? And that's, that's ego. But look, that's the other little meme we see. Um, like. It ain't the cheating, it's the embarrassment and shit like that. Like, I've seen that sort of shit. And it's like, everybody's worried about the perception. Niggas ain't worried about the person they with. They ain't worried about their own feelings. Only nigga that should be worried about the perception is Will Smith, okay? No, Will, <laughs> Will, Will has to sit other, down. Other than that, and I do mean, some, nah, Will, else, you know? Will has to sit down and do some talking. And here's the thing. I've seen a few people like talking about like will book coming out and will has spoken about their relationship and in other interviews and all this shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess what? All that's well and good. And I'm going to tell you why. Cause at no point with whatever infidelities or other women will might've been involved with at no point did he sit down and admit it a that, yo, I've been with this person and B so at no point we're in here. Say yeah. And at no point did any of them women come out and say, yeah, I was fucking Will when him and Jada was going through some problems. Like, so that's rumor and hearsay. All we know for sure is that... Is that Will is the husband, and his wife done been with August Alcina and loves Tupac more than him. <laughs> and it's like, yo, whatever the statement was the other day, no matter how it was, what context it was brought up in, whether it was... Because I've seen a lot of people like, oh, y'all ain't even hear the whole statement. No, I was trying to get these jokes off. No, facts I was getting these jokes off. Spe hey. Specifically into this week in culture shit. My jokes are fucking excellent, and I'm going to get them off. But like in real life, I could care less about Will Smith and or Jada Pink. And in real life, guess what? I don't give a fuck if what she said was completely cool. After the shit with August Alcina, don't discuss our relationship publicly. Like, that's just, I just don't think that that should happen, nigga. Like, I could agree. Because, again, guess what? Especially not in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> All this shit happened That nigga's fucking kitchen yeah, Like uh, god damn What if Will take the table <laughs> Like what if he just come get that table And just be like yo I'm out like, like, You ain't even do that at the studio nigga This is downstairs <laughs> Like man, I hear this I'm, I'm over here making a sandwich And you in there on bullshit dog You ain't your mom <laughs> You can go and get the hell off You ain't, you ain't your, your mama. mama Yeah that's my favorite line from sorry Miss Jackson dog Yeah um, let's talk about Molly for a minute, man. So Molly, she goes to her nephew's birthday party. What was that? I'm gonna say this, dog. Uh, Get it off. We can always delete. No, it's about this. Oh, okay. I'm just worried about the flack I'm gonna get. Okay, fuck it. We here now. 
you know there be some things around here they be like why do niggas think that they the prize right for niggas not to be the prize y'all lives fucking revolve around getting one and getting the right one like if that's not the prize like molly your whole everything has been wrapped about wrapped up in getting the right man and the whole all this shit Issa too like i get it yeah I don't think a man and or a woman by default are the prize just because you're a man, just because yeah, you're a woman. Yeah. It's about whatever's going on in your relationship. But like Facts. the idea of like, yo, a man can't be the prize. Why the fuck you so wrapped up in getting one? And you can lie to yourself and say, nope, I don't care about one. I'm focusing on myself. Yeah. But you know what time it is. And here's the the wild thing with Molly, right? For all intents and purposes, Molly shit is together, nigga. It's like... <laughs> You are a Stanford undergrad, U of M law grad, fucking great job, great condo. Her crib is dope every time they show it. I'll be like, damn, the views is crazy. But your life shit because you don't got a man. Fam, you well, got everything, dog. Now, now, let me rephrase that. Your life is shit because you don't got a union, right? So that could be yeah. the man with the perfect shit and you life. You're not going to be 100% of yourself um, until you, I think men and women, uh, were meant to be together. Like my body yeah, was literally facts. made to fit inside of yours. Now you, I don't think you're gonna Yin be operating. You gonna operate at a high level? Mm-hmm. Cool, but if you're not operating at your fullest potential until you meet that other mate. This is Molly right here. Hold on. I got everything I want in my life except a girlfriend. She got everything she want in her life except a boyfriend, dog. And because in real life. Love, happiness, and companionship, that's what matters. Facts. Facts. And you have love. You have happiness. Your, your friends love you. Issa love you. Your parents clearly love you. But I think her happiness is tied to the companionship piece. It ain't tied to herself no more. And that's, well, she doesn't realize your happiness is about you. It shouldn't be tied to companionship. That should be completely separate. But where she's suffering and feeling like yo i need to do something drastic like cut my hair i need to meditate and i need to do this and i need to do that it's because she got her happiness tied into companionship and i feel like that's where a lot of people fuck up yeah. and i'm being a little tongue-in-cheek with the whole prize and all that yeah yeah but like at the end of the day like you trying to complete yeah right? and you by yourself are not complete that's not how it but works but here's here's the thing dog and here's where i think we get so egotistical. We talked about ego a moment ago. We get so egotistical. We start really thinking as men and women, we don't need one another. I'm the like, so you, oh, I, 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 I graduated this. I'm a good father. Yeah. I make this and this. I'm a good man. I'm a good catch. Somebody should be falling over to come and get me. Yeah. That's ego. When a woman like, yo, I got this going. I got this going. I can cook. I can clean. I got my own degree. I got my own house. Da, 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 da. That's your ego, cause none of that shit matters. Fam. What can like none of that shit matters. And never yeah. none of that makes you better than another person. At all. It don't and that's it's funny how we like, again, we we move goalposts for everything, right? When you looking for a job, hey, this current economy, right? Nobody's fucking working. Nobody wants to work, apparently. Everybody, every job out here can't find employees. Okay, cool. Then when you find employees and they interview them, they start going through qualifications and say, nope, you're not fit to do this. And it's like, fam, I'm not fit to put uh, scan Amazon boxes. Like, what the fuck? But then you move it to dating, and all of a sudden it's, 
we just like the corporations telling motherfuckers what they not fit to do. And it's like, mm-hmm. fam, who are you? Who are you? Like, yo. How you know I can't make you happy? How you know without giving me a chance? Issa and you know Molly, how many people listen to me weekly? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, we got sick. <laughs> no, but it, it, like even in this episode when uh when Issa was telling Molly about her job being hesitant to give Crenshaw all the stuff he wanted for his show, she literally said, they talking about he not established enough. He don't have enough experience. And Molly and Issa had the convo that every black person has ever had about getting a job. How am I get the experience if you don't give me a chance? To quote the great most deaf at the time, now currently Yasin Bey, why do I need ID to receive ID? If I had ID, I wouldn't need ID. Bro. How am I get it if you won't? Like, huh? My nigga. Fam. I literally... So let's going back through the Molly montage, right? The dating montage. We saw the Enterprise dude, my nigga Jared. We saw uh, all the niggas she met on that app, the league that was supposed to be all Ivy League. We saw the classic man. We saw the classic. We saw Jadena in that bitch. And what's so funny is all of them read her her rights. Literally, every single one of them told her about herself. And yet at every point, as she continued moving forward with new dudes, she still was like, Nope, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm the prize. I'm the prize. And it's like, no, fam, there's literally shit about you you have to acknowledge, dog. I got a degree. I make a lot of money. My clothes and my appearance look nice, and I have a nice home. I won. I'm the prize. But no one can stand you. You and your best friend even fell out for however many Because you were unbearable, dog. God created Adam and Eve. Not. <laughs> I knew you was going to call it. I knew you was going to call it. But God created Adam and Eve. Butt naked with some fruit and some trees. That's the story. Yeah. That's the story. Man, woman, nothing else. Naked don't even have to be literal. Naked as in they had nothing to start. It was just man and woman. Poverty did not <laughs> dictate morality. <laughs> Clearly. Yo. So... I always think of that when I think of like, you know, people dating and feeling like they too good to date this type of person or they too much this to date this type of person or just they, their standard. And I'm never telling people to lower their standards, but I'm asking people to consider what, what are your standards? Why do you have these standards set? Like, we don't ever think about why. We just say, yo, I have this, so whoever I have has to be my equal. And then we start throwing out terms that we use incorrectly and be like, yo, what we got to be equally yoked. What if you are actually equally yoked? And that's why it's not working out. Because Fam. your half is trash. And you picked up another trash And you picked up a trash person. Because this ain't men and women specific. This ain't, we using Molly because it's Molly. Should but I I'm use like, myself. Nigga, <laughs> nigga, I was trash for a long time. Well, dated a lot of trash women. I mean, I didn't mean like trash. But. Eh, I was trash. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. I was not the greatest nigga out here. Um, but admittedly so. And it wasn't until I was ready to be less trash that the the quality of the women started to change until I finally found my girl, nigga. And it was like, oh, yeah, you can attract better if you're being a better person. And it's like, again, back to the happiness and the companionship being tied into one another. If you untie it and just focus on you being a better person, nigga. So let me ask you this. Um, so the people that Molly have dated, mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm assuming she found them attractive. Yeah. Um, they all went to school. They had enough money. Um, she even had Andrew who, you know, had a, a really good time. Yeah. Do you think that anybody is going to be good enough for her? Maybe. And I say maybe because this episode seemed like it humbled her a bit. She's had other moments where she seemed humble. But I think now that we're seeing, again, not that the haircut is the end-all be-all of, yo, you're down about men. But that change in your look, that change in your approach, I watched a little, uh, the wind down, the guest on the wind down this episode was the um, fashion director of the, the show. Yeah. And she was, or wardrobe director, pardon me. And she was saying like, yo, something she did kind of subtle this season, Molly is more muted in her clothes. She was like, Molly normally wore the bright blues and the bright hues and all that. And she was like, you see after the haircut a year later, what did somebody said? Somebody said about her suit that she had on today. <laughs> oh, the blue suit. Damn. They said she looked like a uh, Nino Brown and <laughs> new Jack. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> but she, the wardrobe director was saying like, yo, after the year jump, you see Molly's clothes, the color, a little more muted. I cut my hair. I'm changing my look. I'm changing. Like, fam, I'm kind of toning down my shit. So let me, the reason I ask this question yeah. is this. Like, it's possible that the person, the reason that it never seems to work out with any of these gentlemen, because mm -hmm. I think she's comparing these people to her father. Mm. Right? And you don't know your father. Yeah. You don't know your father outside of the month, the father. You don't know brother. him outside of being a father. Yeah. You don't know who he is before you were born. You yeah. don't know who he is with your mom. You yep. only have a very small uh, idea of that, yeah. right? And the idea of that person that you've made it created in your head is not a valid perception. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people have done that with their fathers, be it their grandfathers, whatever. You have created a person that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. And now you compare every other person to them. Yeah. Um, that's the same thing with men. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You've 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 taken attributes. I want my mom's attributes here. I want this person looks. I want yep. you've created something in your head that does not exist, and then you compare every single person to it. And <laughs> will you ever find what it is that you're looking for if what you're looking for it doesn't actually exist? So have you ever heard people talk about and I've I've seen this um, where they say people shouldn't watch or like watch too much pornography because yes. it sets unrealistic unrealistic expectations for what's going to happen in the bedroom. For men specifically, it can even have performance impact. Yeah, because just in watching porn and your little search and your fetishes, the shit that you're seeing, you start to think. This is how it's supposed to be done. This is how it's supposed to be done. And then when you actually get in a real situation and that thing that you're into isn't happening, you don't get excited the way you're supposed to normally. Or when you're actually doing the act, yeah. you don't feel like you are when you saw it. Yeah. So now you don't want to have sex. And it, and it, it can really impact you. So I, I bring that example up to say the same thing happens when we romanticize the opposite, opposite sex. Or, or not even, I ain't going opposite sex. When we romanticize dating, mm -hmm. period, we start to set expectations for what's supposed to happen, what's supposed to be said, what's supposed to be done, how a person's supposed to do this, how a person's supposed to uh, approach this situation with you. And it's like, fam, we're all entering this shit for the first time with one another. Because guess what? The 
mother, grandmother, father, grandfather that you modeled this person off of yep. didn't live in 2021. Nope. When they, whenever, whenever you thought that they did these great things, that was a different time. It was a different time. It was a different era. When, when, when money was different. Yep. When opportunity was different. Yep. When society was different. When people and the views were different. Like you can't compare. What went on in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, even the 90s and the 2000s, what's going on in the 2020s, because it's a different time. Yo, bro, like when niggas get to talking gender roles and shit, right? The reason that shit bothers my motherfucking spirit is because like, yo, this role don't even exist no more. I would love to be in a position right now in 2021 to just celebrate how many dope well-accomplished black women there are like black women breaking records it's more black women entrepreneurs than any other fucking demographic of entrepreneurs in the world that's dope to me i would love to be able to celebrate that and not look at that as oh shit now i gotta step my shit hey i'm doing okay out here like i don't want to hear that stat and immediately feel like i gotta uh, compete okay well now i gotta compete with you because guess what i don't want to do i don't want to compete with my wife fam it's not a contest. We're not in competition with each other. Don't you want to enter some shit together? I don't want to. I don't want to compete against you. I want to be with you. <laughs> like I'm really. I don't want to compete with you. This is not a fucking. It, uh, it pisses me off. And then like when women get to like it's, you always see the memes that'll say shit like she got her own apartment, her own car, her own job. She make her own bread. She raising her kid. Whatever, whatever. Don't approach her if you're not doing. Woo, woo, woo. And it's like oh, okay, she doing what I've been doing. What men be, like, yo, I would like to acknowledge that without making that seem like that's a reason for me to now, now I'm below her. So we both can save half our money? Yo, but no, 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 we don't even want to get into 50-50, but just the gender role shit. Like, yo, fam, <laughs> niggas cook nowadays. <laughs> I can eat. <laughs> niggas will also eat a bag of chips and go to bed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, 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 I had a conversation <laughs> with somebody uh, recently, like, yeah, I want hundred percent of the wife. Like this is <laughs> yes, I can eat every day. Yeah, like well, do I do I want to eat what I eat every day? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, probably not. Like niggas will fucking uh fast food, can dinner, coney it up, bullshit it up, get wings for the fucking month. That's why women live longer than men. Facts, because we out here eating pure bullshit. Y'all cook better and y'all eat food better. Yeah. But it's like at the same time though. I'm never going to hype up the fact that, yo, even though I'm eating trash, I'm still eating and I can survive without a woman. I'm like, no, that's I'm not proud of that. I'm definitely not proud. I want to survive with this woman who can help sustain me a little bit longer. Hey, man, give me an extra seven years of my life. Yo, <laughs> I would love you for life. I men promise who are you. Married God. live longer than single men. Yes. And I'm, that's not by design. That's a fact. I'm trying to reach 101 years old and I Bro. can't do that as a no, not with the trash I've been eating by myself, dog. Because I'm going to lose after this. <laughs> nigga, this this is men right here, nigga. I got some fucking, I was going through some shit at my mom's, uh, like storage or whatever. Found some old shit from my old apartment. Got these three really like dope mason jars, right? So I bring them to the crib. Shorty like, oh, what you want to do with the mason jars? Like, I was thinking about putting like some flowers in them or something. I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. I was like, uh, I want to put like candies and cookies in this shit. Like, nigga, I'm trying to get myself a fucking high blood pressure sugar attack and die early. You trying to put some damn life in the mason jar. That's it. Women and men think different. We need one another, dog. I'll bring the mason jars. You fill them up. That's what we supposed to do. Yin and fucking yang. And I think with Molly, to your point about 
will she ever find the nigga that she's happy with? This episode seemed like it maybe she did something she hadn't done in the series and kind of checked herself. It didn't take for a dude to check her and tell her about herself. It seemed like Molly was literally doing some self-reflection, dog. She even got back on the dating app, right, and went through her old profile. And checked all that shit. She was like, yo, this shit. Thought that shit was a LinkedIn profile. Somebody said. My nigga, she got on the dating app. Let me go back to her profile. Hold on. Because that shit was actually kind of, it was kind of wild. So in the what are you looking for section, <laughs> that shit said, looking for serious partners, must be successful, fit, one degree, parentheses, two preferred, with no kids. If you are not that, please swipe left. What you want? All right. So, fam, you could be all that, but if you had a kid, don't talk to me. You could be all that, but maybe if you weren't maybe the fittest nigga, don't talk to me. You could be all that, but maybe you ain't get a degree. Don't talk to me. Ma'am. We get real comfortable telling motherfuckers how not to like like us. <laughs> like ain't that systematic? Bro, like dog. Cause I'm, we talk about systematic racism, systematic like, yo, y'all have embedded in the system that yo, I'm not fucking with y'all. And here's a, a real life scenario, because we just did it and it went viral. Fam did a whole fucking viral two days of red flags on the internet. Then I seen people trying to get the green flag shit off. That shit ain't stick. No. That shit ain't stick. Didn't even see it. I seen the same nigga who tweet y'all screenshot. Y'all was posting that same screenshot. Nobody was actually posting their own green flags. But them red flags, y'all got off for two straight days. Because that's what we care about. We focus on what's fucked up about people. Now, Molly's starting to realize what's fucked up about herself. And I think that that matters. It also didn't help that her parents tried to hook her up with dog from church. Hey, yo, she got a list. Her parents got one, too. Hey, they said straight up, nigga, you ain't getting no younger. And they was like, shit, what you got? You still got to meet a dude and he got to ask you to marry him. That's going to be two years, maybe more. Guess what? I'm not even bullshit. I'm not trying to be facetious to nothing. Yeah. Everything her mama told her is exactly what Kevin Samuel's been saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bullshit. It like so because they. He said y'all. He said y'all wait too late. Yep. You figure you would do it late. So now you 35 plus and you ain't met the man yet. So now when you actually meet the man, then y'all got to be together for a while. Then y'all have a child. Then y'all get like how much time you think you got? Yeah. And the people, that's the that's what he been saying. You know what I really love that her mom said to her though. You got to meet the nigga and wait for him to ask you to marry him. That'll be two years plus. My favorite thing she said. Then me and your dad got to save up for a big wedding. That's another two years, maybe more. At least. Huh. Thank you, mom and dad, for keeping the one tradition going that I feel like we got away from. <laughs> Shit, did we ever really start, dog? <laughs> well... But listen, when you grow up with no dad, <laughs> what, you, what does the woman do when she grew up with no dad? Who paying for it now? Mom, step up. <laughs> Stepped up for uh, classes and shit. <laughs> pay for this damn <laughs> Shit, you pay for the fucking recitals and shit. Like, I'm babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> you better figure, figure this shit out. But no, nah, man, I, I, I appreciated how real her mom kept it with her in that moment. Like, my nigga, 
it ain't about lowering your. St- I hate when people say you want me to lower my standard. No, nigga, I want you to realize. I want you to be a human. I want you to acknowledge the standards that you have. Like, just look at them. Because some people's standard. My nigga, if you think about it, dog, most people's standards, they ain't even set. Somebody set them before them, nigga. And then you heard it. Look and now them your standards, too. Look at your standard is based on how cold this motherfucker is. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Because that's what really happens. Yeah. I'm like, dog, niggas. Anyway. I mean, Jay made a whole song about it, nigga. The power of the PU. Because our standards will rise and fall based on some blizzy that we want to get. That shit is crazy. Huh. Um, let's talk about the career shit for a minute, man. Uh, it looked like Molly is integrating herself a little bit better at this black firm. You remember she kind of had some issues with, with Dog, the dude, Torian. They were having some problems at first. He still don't necessarily feel like he feeling her. Because he kind of looked at her wild when she stepped up and said she'd do whatever at their company retreat. But he, like, seems accepting of her now. So I'm like, okay, is the fact that now you got your career in order and, like, you feel, you know, accepted there, is that the reason why? Does it feel like the man shit is the only thing you don't have left? Like, once you check that off, you, you're you done in life? Like, you don't got shit else to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Shit is wild. With Issa's shit, how did you feel about... Dog calling her a sellout because she ain't want to push for. I think that's a very limited view, and I didn't really like how that shit played out. I don't like how Issa beat around the bush. You got to tell motherfuckers how the real world works sometimes. Like, listen, they want to do this, um, they with it, but I'll be honest with you, man. They was about to scrap this whole shit. I went to bat for you. We've been yeah. working on this shit for six months. Yeah, I know how you may feel about it, but I'm not giving away six months of my talent. Uh, and my and my and everything. Yeah. And guess what? Let's just say them extra shits didn't work, right? Yeah. You didn't put the low riders in there. You didn't put the fucking yeah. the, the the drums. Nigga, did the clothes still come out fresh? Man, because that's what we here for. Because guess what? It's a what? fashion show. Nigga, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Yeah. And I didn't even think that shit looked dope. Not the, not the clothes. I'm talking about the, the whole. Yeah, the- the extra shit, all the the band and all that shit. And honestly, I had I don't understand how any of that shit had anything to do with the clothes. Yeah, um, I get it. That's your vision, but as they say, there's always notes. And yo, there's always next. Cause when we go out there and kill this shit the way that they want us to kill this shit, that'll give them some confidence to. So it's. Here's the thing with corporate America, and I get it, dog. Being black, we always had that chip. We was born with that chip when it come to corporate America. But if you're working in corporate America or if you're working as a creative and you're trying to get the support of corporate America, at some point, until you reach the top where you the shot caller, nigga, it's giving get it's gotta be some Nigga, I've never seen this. Listen, this is my money. My nigga, this is your first show. This is my money. This a new company. I don't know this kid, yeah. and I'm I I'm not comfortable. I don't know enough about this culture shit for me to be like, yo, this is a great idea. So it's too much risk for me. Yeah, you can do it with your money if you got to, but you don't have it. So if you follow this shit through my company, yo, this is what I'm comfortable with doing. Yeah, I don't like him calling her a sellout because to your point, that is a limited view of what she did, fam. She's literally putting you, your show is happening because of her. 
I'm not a sellout. Sellout would have been me letting them go get the other talent that they wanted to get. Well, guess what? I can't sell out unless I got something worth buying. What you bring to the table? My nigga. I set this whole shit up. I I killed the fucking presentation. I did all this shit. Yeah. Tell me I'm a sellout. I got something worth buying. Nigga, that's not a that's not an insult to me. That yeah. means me and you got a difference of opinion and we gonna ultimately find out who's right. Yeah. And nigga, don't call me a sellout and then go out there and do your shit anyway. If you was gonna do your shit anyway, nigga. You shouldn't do <laughs> Yo. Cause if you was gonna do it anyway. That means you still wanted to get out there and dance for these white people. I don't give a fuck how you viewed it, nigga. You still wanted to go out there and put on the show for all these motherfuckers that's out here. So if you were still going to do that, yo, my nigga. You literally dancing for the white folks. Quite literally, nigga. And you playing and drums. Playing and drums. You playing music and doing all that for the white You playing plastic drums that niggas who go downtown and play and hope yeah. white folks pull, come by and throw money in them. Like, you not making no giant fucking stance. Like, yeah, because... They didn't want to do this, and you did it anyway. Nigga, that's rebellious. No, rebellious would have been you saying, oh, well, they don't want to do my vision? Well, I'm out. That that It's just so easy for you to pull up, oh, it's because I'm black or because of this, or they don't want to do it. No, my nigga, how about I don't know if this shit going to work, and I don't want to waste my fucking money? Because guess what? What I know about corporate America, mm-hmm. if it make money, I'm going to do it. I don't give a fuck how good or bad it make you look. Yeah. We going to do it. If it's going to make me money, enter in hip-hop. Facts. Facts. Biggest fucking genre of music in the world right now. Most influential genre of music in the world right now. And it ain't because of the, the money that was put behind it is because of our talent, but it ain't because it made us look in a, in a, in a great fucking light. Yeah, man. And hip-hop also doesn't become what hip-hop became if some motherfuckers didn't give in a little bit. It's a lot of points where niggas say, you know what? We got to do it they way. Because if we don't do it they way, if we'll truth, never be able to do it our way. Skill soul, truth be told, I probably be. Lyrically, Talib Kweli. Man. Fucked up part about it was they end up liking the show. Now it got Issa questioning herself. Now she confused. She, I just feel like I don't think that she confused. I think that she is on an island because... Um, she was scared that the bosses wasn't going to like it. Yeah. Um, her talent basically said, I'm not fucking with you no more. Yeah, called her solo. And she like, and he like, yo, I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, you want me to work with him again? Yeah. He don't fuck with me. Yeah. So now her job is twofold. I got to get him back fucking with me. Got to get him to believe it. Because that's the thing. She sold that nigga on some, yo, neighborhood, Crenshaw, Inglewood. We got to put all this shit in the fucking map. Get in front of these people. Fuck all this shit. We got to take our neighborhood why back. Why do you think people... Why? Not... Why do you... Why do you have to put your neighborhood in front of these these group of people who don't live in your neighborhood? And who don't really give a fuck about your neighborhood? Why, why do you feel that's so important? And if they're moving and gentrifying your neighborhood, guess what? They don't give a fuck about your neighborhood the way it looked before they got there. They give a fuck about how it looks right now. Right now, it's full of them. You know, um, I got a love-hate relationship with gentrification. Yeah. Or the word gentrification because we automatically assume it means white. Yeah. And you can gentrify your own neighborhood. Yeah. Or guess what? You could just keep that shit clean. Yeah. Like, you could be poor. Like, um, we don't got enough money to do this, do that. That don't mean you got to throw shit on your front lawn yeah. and make the whole fuck. Like, 
you don't got to wait till white folks move in for you to start keeping your shit clean. Facts. Even with no money, you can still have your front yard clean. Even if it's not fucking mold. Or, the resources or, are there. And the resources aren't always requiring billionaires to come through and fix shit up. Most of the resources to keep your neighborhood clean is a little bit of sweat equity. Fam, most of the time. So let's just take downtown Detroit, for instance. Everybody say, oh, Detroit got gentrified. Downtown got gentrified. It's all bedrock. All Quicken. All, all Dan Gilbert. Yeah. All white people. The majority of the people working in all them fucking companies down there are black. Have a goddamn city employed by one of the fucking <laughs> uh, bedrock companies. Yeah. And what that tells me is two things. One, eh, it ain't bad that all these companies and buildings and all this shit got moved down here. And you know what's so fucked up about it is? Hmm. And I, I, hear the, I hear about the Dan Gilbert and yo, he yeah. did, da, da, da. y'all niggas need uh, uh, not even a college education. You need 18 years old with a high school diploma. And there's some niggas down there making a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars selling mortgages and shit. Facts. Where else the fuck you gonna make that much money from, dog? Bro. And y'all got the nerve to be like, man, that nigga, what he done did to you besides made made you six figures. You don't gotta like his moves and everything like that, but what are you what are you saying? One of the dudes I went to high school with, shout out to mommy Mike, um, I didn't know this till I moved back, but he started working at Quicken pretty much right after we graduated high school. When they were smaller, way smaller, and he grew and grew and became a fucking uh, mortgage banker and made a lot of fucking money over the years doing it. And then by the time I moved back to Detroit from Atlanta, he was like a director of something over there. And it was like, yo, you never went to school, Mike? No, nah, I did like like five minutes at Baker, nigga, and fucking went to work at Quicken, nigga, and I've been in here ever since. Damn, Mike, you're doing a goddamn good job for no college degree. But that goes back to that shit we was talking about, Molly. Fam, it's a million different ways. Shout out to my Rocket uh, stock that went up 6%, 6.61% today. Salute, salute. And another 2.85% after hours. You know what I think? Now that we kind of all this shit, kind of blending, again, just the, the gentrification with the dating and all that shit. Because that's really what this seasons have been the last couple seasons about. Dog, we were told that it was one way to get to one goal. And we were told that for years and years and years and years and years by people who didn't look like us. People who got to that goal a lot easier than we ever could. Because they didn't go the route that they told us to go to. <laughs> and now we have it set in our mind that people that if we went that route and somebody else didn't, they less than. But it's like, fam, I don't need a degree to take care of my family. I have a degree. I don't need it to take care of my family. The shit that I'm doing now to make a living, and I make a pretty good fucking living, has zero to do with what I studied in college. I don't have a degree. Zero. And you don't need it. From a um, from a four-year. A national accredited yeah, four-year yeah. institution or whatever. And shit, what I went to school for, I don't do. <laughs> I Bro, went for, I went for electronic and computer technology. I do yeah. it my personal life. I'm yeah, the computer yeah, that's your shit. Yeah. Nigga. I worked in that field, and then I didn't. Yeah. Well, I went. I went to a job to to get a job in the in that field. I got in anywhere, and once I got in there, I started doing something else. Started making some real money, and it was like, oh, I'm not about to do that shit, <laughs> dog. The ability to get to 
a goal or to achieve, first of all, let's start with your goals ain't my goals. Mm. That's the part that niggas get fucked up on, dog. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not the brokest nigga in the world. I'll, I'll say that, but I'm also not the wealthiest nigga in the world. I'll mm. say that, but I promise you, I don't give a fuck about money, dog. Like money doesn't move me at all, nigga. It don't move shit. I do. If money moved what we do, nigga, we'd have stopped potting two years ago. If money move what we do, it'll be ads all through this motherfucker. Nigga, like, bro, it's it's so, like, I don't give a fuck. And, like, I be seeing, nigga, every, dog, I get so pissed off when I'm looking on the socials, with Graham, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and I see nigga shit, men and women, and the first shit in their little post got something to do with money. It's like, bro, this is all you niggas think about and care about. Y'all are led by money. And I get weird around people like that. Cause that tells me you would do anything for it. That's a fact. You could be bought. I can make. I can literally change your opinion about something with enough bread, dog. I don't fuck with niggas who move like that, bro. I don't. And maybe that could be because I don't come from a lot of money. I come from a situation. I'm black people in general. We're natural born survivors. That's just how the fuck we came into the world. Some of us more than others. I was definitely in the more than others category growing up. That shit don't move me, dog. I done been up. I done been down. I done been in the middle. I done been good. I done been fucked up. I ate every day. I put clothes on every day. And my phone worked. Eat, drink, be merry. That's it. That's all that fucking matter, dog. And I think, like, with with situations like Molly on this show and her dating situation, all this shit is because you wanted a nigga who could come in and... You know what's a good explanation of that or hmm. a good juxtaposition of that molly and Issa, yeah two opposite ends of the financial spectrum bro dealing with the same shit and running the same circle yep it damn it, it, it y'all went to the same school we got the same degree it don't fucking matter dog because this nigga only has an apartment because she the apartment manager and gets a half off discount because if it wasn't for that she couldn't even afford it to live there bro my goals and your goals ain't the same. My goals and your goals are not the same. We can literally start out on the exact same path. Fam, it's, nigga, it's Meech and Terry. It's motherfucking, and, and I, I, I say this talking about the show, not actual fucking uh, Meech and, and Terry, but think about that. Yo, nigga, I love school. Terry was in this last episode literally trying to talk about, like, college shit. I'm in 10th grade, and this is where my mind is at already. Yeah, I wonder why he. I don't know. But I, but I feel like it's because somebody told him what his goals were supposed to be. In this case, it was his older brother telling him, "Yo, we need to get this money." Well, shit. When he was at the bowling alley, he was like, "I'm trying to keep up appearances." Yeah, he trying to hide the fact that he a drug dealer. And and now that, but I'm like, shit. Like this is like, are you really, or was that even you trying to hide the fact that? Yo, I actually love school, nigga, and really, like, I hated being poor, but I like class, nigga. <laughs> like, I'm smart. I appreciate getting straight A's on shit. Like, that's my shit. You know what's, um, I'm not enjoying about these first two episodes? What's up? Is that we got to go all introspective in order to pull the shit out of it. Because I don't, the conversation that yeah, we yeah. had last week, and the this conversation today, that we yeah. had this week... Everybody who watched the episode is not having the same conversation. No, no, no. Um, so I, I mentioned this at the top of the pod, dog. Seen some interesting perspectives on 
last night's episode, but then saw some similar ones from last week. Motherfucker said this was slow. Motherfuckers hit me yesterday. Mm, this one wasn't even as good as the first one, and I ain't like the first one. I thought both of these episodes were solid, but... We watch television differently. For a finale, I can see the perspective of a casual viewer saying, yo, this has been my shit from season one to now. And then we get to the final season of it. It's been hyped up. It's been promo. It's been this. It's been that. And then it finally get here. And through two episodes, it feels kind of like... We wasting shit. Fam, like we ain't even... We saw 10 seconds of Lawrence. Yo, and I shout out to whoever wrote this in uh in the Facebook thread. Insecure is just better when Lawrence is on it. Yeah. And I I I get that's what we started with. Fam, Lawrence is and we said this a long time on that season season 3 when they didn't have him on the first 5 episodes and then he pops up at Coachella and it was like all of a sudden the season turned around and got better. Fam, like it or not, Lawrence is an integral part of this show. This show is about Issa, Molly and Lawrence. Everybody else is an extra, nigga. What's so funny, and sometimes I, I forget, and I got to remind myself now, what we've been talking about here today yeah. is insecurities. Mm. That's what this whole episode has been about. This whole mm-hmm. this series has been about the insecurity yeah. that Molly sees within herself, yep. the insecurity that she held, that she may not be good enough now, right? Yeah. Um, The one that... Issa has where she don't she's insecure about her choices in everything. Yeah. She's always been in choices in men, in yeah. choices in career, in career the yeah. whole nine yards. Um I don't know if they've ever attacked well, Lawrence thought off insecure about him not being at work. Facts. Um Facts. not being uh able to take care of everything. And yeah. I I went to school I'm smart and I had a job and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. We seen Lawrence, for the most part, overcome his insecurities. Yeah, because he was had to whoop whoop, but that didn't yep, work. Yep. and he still went to work and power right through that shit. Yeah. Now, one of his insecurities may be being alone. Yeah, you know, because he always gonna go find him. A, remember, he went through that whole period. I'm just gonna have sex with. He as was many fucking everything walking as possible. He even got burnt. Yeah, man. And then he was so insecure about what he he went to church and found. Yep. The kid God and found Condola. Yeah. And, and um, even with with the, the episode coming up next week where they show him in the preview. So let's pull that up real quick, bro. I feel like because uh, they show him in this preview on a date. And if we're assuming that this is a year later or if we go back a year, either way, your kid is either brand new or not born yet. <laughs> and you already back date. <laughs> I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with that, though. I don't necessarily see nothing wrong with it, but to the point of... Especially if you're not with the mom. To the point of he can't be alone. Yeah. Fam, Issa just broke up with you. And that was the love of your life. You was ready to rock and roll. And now we already... It'll be uh, episode three. Hopefully it's up. Is that... Oh, no, that ain't it. What the fuck? Hmm. Here we go. 5-3 promo. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. Go. Dear Mama, I'm 
right. Uh, uh, Lawrence must be getting some money. Oh, Lawrence definitely getting paid. San Francisco is the most expensive place to live in the country. Yeah. So it's a couple of my friends who I always thought were getting money when they job moved them to San Fran, they were gone in under three months. They left San Fran. They said, I can't afford to live out there. Yeah. I mean, it's people making six figures who um, are have roommates. Yeah. The um, I think I read this earlier this year. The median apartment like rent in San Francisco is like four grand a month. <laughs> like what, nigga? Like like one bedroom. <laughs> Four grand a month is like the average, dog. So yeah, it's a little different out there. But to the point about insecurities and and Lawrence, this would just further that point that maybe he can't be alone, nigga. Because it's like, yo, you got a new job, you to move to a new city, four hours away from where you were. You got a baby either on the way or just came. Like nigga, you don't necessarily need, and you just got broke up with by the love of your life who you thought you was getting back with. Before you found out you had a baby on the way. Shit. Give it a minute. Lawrence, like, hey, get used to the new city. Learn your coworkers. Walk around the neighborhood, nigga. You close. Uh, median uh, income, I mean, median rent for a one bedroom is damn near $3,000, dog. Dog, that's fucking nuts, bro. And it's up 2%. That's nuts, dog. Like, San Fran is literally unlivable. For like 90% of the country, <laughs> like niggas cannot live out there, bro. Not comfortably. And that's where it's and like. And then the, the rent, so the rent ranges 1.5 to 4.3, um, a good 78% of all of the homes. I mean, Jesus. all of the rent rate is in between that. Then you got another 20, under 20%, that's 4.3K to 7,000 a month. <sighs> then you got a, a small percentage um, that's seven thousand plus, and then the smallest percentage is anywhere from zero to one point five thousand. And this is for niggas renting. These ain't for homes. I'm I didn't in the hood for fifteen hundred dollars. Bam, you're in Oakland. You're not in San Fran. <laughs> like you got wanna, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you Mac Dre over there now, oh, nigga. Man. Rest in peace, dog. But it's I I think that it's enough going on in Lawrence's life right now where shit, nigga. I mean, and maybe this is me from what he. Had with Issa prior to them breaking up, going through all the bullshit they went through, getting with Condola, thinking you had something else popping and then getting a random reality check. I'm never going to get over how they had Condola just flip it all of a sudden. And now she ain't really want to seriously date, even though we have been seriously dating. Then you get back with Issa and realize, yo, this shit really was like it. Like me and Issa was it. I think it's too late for her for, and Issa. For him and Issa. Like it's been like four years then. Cause it was a period where yo, they shit they dated for five before the initial season. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, y'all been apart for so long. Yeah, and then when y'all finally got back together, it got rudely snatched. And now it's a year later, so y'all didn't been that apart. Might be, yeah, yeah. Like I get it. Cause now y'all, when the show started, Issa was turning thirty, so we thirty five, nigga. That's a lot of time, and I already spent twenty five to thirty with you. I don't think I've double backed like after like a period. There's a period in time. I'm yeah. definitely not double back for five years. Well, this is also not just a five year double back, but it'll be the second double back because we double back last year yeah. and it would have worked. But then you had a kid and I decided I didn't want to deal with that, which Issa totally not right with that. You ain't you don't have to stay with the nigga. Yeah. But like I said, you don't have to leave. So just don't it, go get another nigga with a kid because I'd be pissed, man. I would be 100 percent. Man. Pissed. 
man. Oh, man. You just threw something out there I hadn't even considered. Dog. And I really... Because it seemed like, all right, Issa broke up with Lawrence. She just did the shit with Nate where she don't really want to go there. I don't think it's going to be like a thing between her and uh, the Crenshaw nigga. I don't I don't think they're going to use him in like the romantic sense on this show. Could be totally wrong. I have no reason to think that. But it don't seem like that's going to be a big part of this. So now I'm wondering like, yo, does Issa, who does she date? Because you just made me think, man. She might get back out here and start dating again. And if she do and find a motherfucker with a kid, slap in Lawrence's face, dog. Oh, she can't treat Lawrence like Daniel, nigga. That's just unheard of, bro. Um, Final thoughts on the episode, man. I, I thought it was solid. I understand why a lot of viewers maybe think these first two episodes were a bit slow. Um, Me... I don't necessarily think it's been slow, but I do think that it's been like a, the tone feels a little different through two episodes. Real soft. Yeah. And, and not because I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing, but it just feels y'all know me. I'll rewatch Insecure because I'm not doing shit. It's real cinematic and real yeah. upscale, real classy. Kinda, a little bougie. Um, Gritty it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of liked when it was Throw just some, a smidge grittier, dog. I, film grain in there. Now, granted, last year, arguably the best season of this shit ever. That shit was, it was shot beautiful. So, oh, something that um, Shorty said to me that made sense. Because I, as soon as she said it, I immediately, I agreed because I, I knew. <clears throat> insecure. So, you remember season three. Where Issa lived with Daniel, they start off with Daniel, no Lawrence. I hated that season at first. Like, in real time, them first four or five episodes, I was like, it wasn't until they introduced Nate, which was episode four, that I started even liking it. I was like, yo, why they waste all this time on Daniel? Shit sucked. It was trash. Upon rewatch, with the full season, all eight episodes, it didn't feel like it didn't flow. It didn't feel off. It didn't. It felt very much like it made sense. Because we was watching it in real time wanting something different to happen. Yeah. So you was upset. Yep. That it wasn't happening at the pace that I wanted it to happen. But then when you watch it all in sequence, episodically, it was like, eh, no, nah, this is actually a pretty good season, dog. Also, you're not waiting a week for 24 months. So I think that minutes. might be why these first two episodes feel so. Because the more that we're waiting on... We have to continue to wait a week for that trailer for next week. Look like the episode I've been wanting to see what's going on with my dog. Men specifically who love this show have an investment in Lawrence. Like we really want to see, I want to see my nigga win whether it's with Issa or not. Nigga, I just want to see my nigga win and also want to see how he takes to being a dad. Like, I don't know how much of that we're going to get, but where could know that? I want to see all that. Like what city? Is yeah. She is she like, if she stayed behind in LA, How's that travel going back and forth? Does he never see Issa when he comes back to L.A.? Possible. And where do old girl come in at? Because she was sitting in the, looked like a nursery with uh, Condola. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Kiki? Yeah. 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 So I'm like, was that a, like, baby shower? Was it a baby was just born? I just want to know what the fuck's going on with that situation, though. What if Lawrence a deadbeat dad? Could be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what they, they, make can, him they like, could villainize that nigga. Making him like not really active. And, yeah. Mm. And that's the, so back to my point about, yo, maybe Lawrence, you got enough going on that dating don't necessarily need to be the thing right now. 
nigga, maybe that is what they turn it into. Like, Lawrence just want to be in these streets. Nigga, he don't want to be a dad. He didn't want to be a dad. Maybe he is deadbeat. Nigga. You said you could do it by yourself. Hey. <laughs> All that to say, man, fucking episode was, was solid to me. But I understand where y'all was coming from with some of the comments, man. I do think that once this full season is out and we got all 10 episodes available, it's going to hit a little different, though. Let me ask you a question. What's up? We got a lot of love and respect for Issa. Facts. Issa I think Issa understands how the general public and our culture watches television. Yeah. You think she a flub at the season finale? No. I don't think no. so. I don't. So I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm holding out hope. Not even yeah. holding out hope. Like, yeah. like it's been bad or some shit. But like, it's Issa. Issa earned the benefit of the doubt for me. One hundred percent. Like she, she for sure earned the benefit of the doubt. Because again, the season that I dislike most, I rewatched the other day and was literally going episode to episode. Like, damn, this was good. I can't wait to see what happened next. Like, I ain't already know what happened. Yeah. Even the episodes. You remember last season where I was like, oh, I didn't necessarily love the Issa by herself episode or the Molly in Mexico with Andrew episode. Nigga, upon rewatch, them episodes was good as fuck, dog. Like, nah, yeah, they were really fucking good. So Issa has earned the benefit of the doubt that I know she's gonna have a great final season. I don't think she's gonna flub it. Um, I don't think by the time we reach episode ten, niggas are gonna look back at this season and say what the fuck was that. So season four, I mean episode four is really is gonna turn up. Yeah, and and that's shit might turn up next week, episode three. Once we see what the fuck's going on with Lawrence, that might lay out a lot of yeah. the questions or answers to questions that we have right now. So I'm curious to see where it goes, man. We definitely all in at this pod. Issa ain't did nothing but get love up here. That shit will not change by the final season. Um, let us know what y'all thought about the episode. Hit us up at This Week in Culture across all the socials. Join the Facebook group, This Week in Culture. Find us on there. I'm deleting if you look like a bot. <laughs> Facts. Or if it's some random... Yeah, I've been getting a lot of like... I've, I've been seeing them, dog. If you look like a bot and we delete you, come back if you want to prove you're not a bot. Like, right. come back and do it or send us a note or something. We'll figure it out. But so I'm a real person. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. that'll help. So I'm a real person, damn it. That's how I know you're a real Yo, person listening. We ain't talk about Facebook and Meta and that whole shout out to meta shout out to meta man um hit us up man this week in culture pod at gmail.com if you want to send in a voice note about insecure or send us a blackberry letter this would be a great place for you blackberry better letters. Not say nothing about meta <laughs> okay. facts we facts. not gonna say shit about no, meta. Nigga, meta world peace yeah. <laughs> um till next episode man i'm ant that's jay this week in culture episode 191 we out